when I was at the University of Auckland, I was a cow, a term coined by the uh, law students, conscientious older woman student. We were the ones who sat up the front and we'd done all our readings and if there were any questions, flabby triceps shot into the air because we all had questions and we were all very enthusiastic about being there. It was an absolutely wonderful time. I was there because I wanted to be there. I was studying what I was interested in studying for the love of the subjects, not because I was trying to keep an eye on getting a job come graduation. This was for pure enjoyment. I did history, mostly New Zealand history and politics. And really, it was just the most glorious time. It was at university that I learned more New Zealand secondary students studied the history of the Tudors and the Stuarts than they did New Zealand history, and I felt that was such a great shame. I mean, don't get me wrong, English history is fascinating with all the kings and queens and wars and intrigues, but our history is fascinating too. So I think it's great that finally, more than 80 years after New Zealand historians began calling for our history to be taught in schools, it finally will be. This is a long battle. There were plenty of people who thought that New Zealand history was too young to be studied back in the 30s, and this is the 1930s, that it was too young to be studied, that it wasn't relevant, that it wasn't as important as English history. So there were historians on both sides back in the 1930s arguing for and against the inclusion of New Zealand history in the curriculum. This is not the teaching of New Zealand history in New Zealand schools, an initiative that sprung from the woke ideology of the Labour government. This is There is nothing new in this. As I say, historians since the 30s have been petitioning successive governments to include New Zealand history in the curriculum. There have been moments in time when New Zealand history has come out of the archives, shaken off its dust, had a sneeze, and then it's time in the spotlight. I remember Professor James Balich's excellent series, The New Zealand Wars, which was a high-rating five-part series looking back at the conflicts in our history that screened on TVNZ. Some of you might remember that. If you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. I love the history of the far north. It's one of my favourite places to go, and that is mainly because the history is so rich there. The story of Coupe, the story of European settlement, the history of so many religions all began in the far north. It's alive and well, and history is present in the far north. History for me is very much a living thing, and knowing where we've come from and how we got here is vital to understanding, I think, who we are, but then I'm biased. I chose to study New Zealand history. I found it fascinating, and I think it's an incredibly worthwhile subject. And it's constantly being evaluated, as historian and Massey University professor Michael Belgrave said on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Teaching subjects like colonisation is going to be contentious, but we have improved, and we're constantly improving, the way we evaluate history and we teach that history. We call it difficult histories, and that's coming to grips with questions that are going to be controversial um, and certainly colonisation is controversial but if you look at New Zealand what New Zealand historians have been writing about we've been writing about all of this for a long time the Waitangi Tribunal has been dealing with it treaty settlements have been dealing with it so it's not as if it's new and I think we're, we're at a point where I think that schools and, and families and communities can actually work through this as long as they can see themselves in this history 
And I think that's one of the other big improvements in where we have come in the last 12 months. One of the great things about this curriculum is that it's very specific and it's very local. So you can't just say colonisation was a bad thing. You actually have to talk about what are the experiences that people had here and recognising that colonisation actually brought my ancestors, your ancestors here uh, as well. So it's, it's trying to work out just how you get um, the, the, the variety of different stories about our past there. And this curriculum actually is, is about recognising those varied stories rather than telling a single one. Yeah, it's and, and, and I tend to agree with him because I think anyone who says that it's going to be all about, you know, the Pākehā is the oppressor hasn't done New Zealand history because when you when you have done it, you see the stories of, of Māori who were very keen to engage they were making a killing out of Pākehā coming to New Zealand. They were doing very well, some of them, horses and carriages and all the trappings of financial success, the Western trappings of financial success, they enjoyed them. They enjoyed learning English, they enjoyed being able to improve their trading prospects. Other Māori were like, are you crazy? This is only going to end badly. No, no, we'll manage them. No, it'll be fine. No, good as gold. What could they possibly do? You know, how could it possibly go wrong? So it's not something that was done to Māori. It was a process of engagement. And, you know, there were some who were keen, others who weren't. It's far more nuanced. And you learn that when you study history, or when I did anyway. But as I say, it's constantly being evaluated. So I, I just don't think there's anything really to fear here. There's nothing to startle the horses. It hasn't come out of nowhere. This has been a process that's been ongoing. And every country should learn a little bit about their own history. And generally, when you learn these incredible stories, it sparks an interest to learn the history of other people as well. So I'm all for it. Sorry, you're not going to get me railing and shrieking about this here.